Just like there are seasons to the flow of your family when you're a parent, there are seasons to the flow of your business when you are specifically a professional photographer. Right now, you might be going through a pretty big one. For me, the biggest adjustment when I had young kids was when the kids got out of school for the summer. Talk about throwing everyone's schedule into chaos. So should you completely push pause on your business for the next three months? Well, today I am going to talk about how the Petty family navigated this for 15 years so that my business didn't come to a screeching halt. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. So listen, I've been coaching photographers for years. I've been teaching business for years. I love marketing. I love selling. I love all things business. And in 25 years of running a profitable photography business and coaching hundreds of thousands of photographers, what I know is that portrait photographers bring in half of their business in the last four to five months of the year. Fall is when the action happens. That's when it's go time. So when photographers tell me in the fall that, oh gosh, Sarah, my business isn't going well, I dig in a little. And what I typically very quickly find (laughs) is that they've pulled over their proverbial business car for the summer. They've just parked it in the little parking lot. And I get it. There are picnics. There are fun things. The kids are at home. Everything is more chaotic. I just want you to know that I get it. I had that too. I even have photographers who are using the whole family first motto that we have here to justify why they weren't working on their business at all. I really want you to hear me here. It is family first, not family only. Okay, family first, but that means business second, not no business. (laughs) That probably wasn't grammatically correct, but you know what I mean. Seriously, if we want cash flow from our photography in the fall and winter, which allows us to go slower and have times when we can just choose to do less business, likely the first few months of the year, we want and need to keep our business going in the summer. It doesn't mean that we have to crush it and and blow all of our annual goals away during those three months, but if we stop the momentum, it's gonna be that much harder in the fall. I promise you that. 
And I'm going to talk to you and show you how you can do this in just a couple hours a week. So there are a few things I do each year when summer starts to make sure my business does not get set on the back burner for three months. And I really want you to consider writing these things down and taking action on them because it doesn't take that much to keep your business moving in the summer. Not at the speed that you're going to want to have it moving this fall, but if we just put a few hours on your calendar every week, you're going to be amazed at what happens. So the first thing I do, and I would put this one in all caps, is we have a family meeting. Yeah, family meeting. We, we literally say, hey guys, tonight after dinner, we're going to do the dishes and then we're going to have a family meeting or maybe while dinner's getting ready or whatever it is. So what we do in our family meeting is we prep the kiddos for what summer will look like. And what's interesting is I just remember being really frustrated when the kids came home. They started just running around like just untrained monkeys. It was crazy. And I remember thinking, gosh, we had such good routines during the school year. And then it's like they all went out the window. So I remember one day just being kind of crabby mommy and yelling at everyone and being super frustrated that the house was a mess and the sink was full of dirty dishes and laundry was building up and there were wet towels everywhere. And I just remember being really cranky. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to run this like I do a business meeting because in a business meeting, we come with an agenda, we're organized, everybody has a task, everybody contributes, and we leave all very happy. It's very team-centric. I don't run team meetings where I'm the boss and I say, you do this, you do this, you do this. That's doing things by demanding others to really do exactly what I want them to do and History has proven that that's not successful. Try to control a teenager and the whole, you live in my house, you live by my rules thing, it doesn't work. And, and we've learned that, right? The jury is not out on that anymore. We know that we can't control other people. And I think sometimes as parents, we think, oh, we're the boss. We should tell them what to do. And listen, you do you. But what I can tell you from what I've learned is that if you consider running this like a business meeting where everybody gets to contribute, everybody will buy in that much more. Everybody will take ownership of having this, this business family run more smoothly because it benefits them. What I always would do at these meetings at the start of this season that we often do it after school would start in the fall as well because it was hard to get back into that routine. But the hardest meeting is the first one. And in the first one, I would explain what everybody's role is in the family, right? Mom and dad's role in our family is to serve others and bring home money. We both are entrepreneurs and we, we serve others. My husband is an architect and he works with clients to get their projects done in a really cool way. I'm a photographer. I help families um, have beautiful artwork on their walls and I help parents celebrate their new baby or high school seniors or big families or people who adopted new family members or they, they got a new pet or somebody got engaged or whatever the thing is, right? That is what we do, and we bring home money so that we can travel and we can do all the fun things that we want to do. And while it's summer and their job is to be a kid and to have fun, it's also part of their job to participate in making the family unit run really well. 
And sure, dad and I might like to just stay home all day and play and do fun things, but would we all really want that? (laughs) We'd get bored and tired of each other. So it's good that we have this separation. So I would talk to them about what everybody likes and doesn't like about how things are running, right? Like what kind of meals does everybody want this summer? Let's pre-plan so we don't get to the end of the day and everybody's starving. What kind of healthy snacks do you guys want? Um, Can we use paper plates in the summer so that when you're done, can everybody agree that we don't like coming home and getting ready for dinner and having dirty dishes everywhere? Can we all pick up after ourselves? Are you guys all good with that? Let's make a system, load the dishwasher, wash the couple dishes that you used at lunch or at breakfast. Do we want to pre-make some breakfast casseroles for everybody? Let's all learn a new skill this summer. Do you guys want to learn to cook? What do you want to learn to do? Then we would go through each task like laundry. And, And it was interesting because I thought I would have to do a little more cajoling with my kids. And one of them said, I can't stand how everybody leaves their wet towels in the bathroom because my three kids shared a bathroom. And the other one said, me too. And I think it was maybe one guilty one who did it the most. And they said, can we all do this? And they made a little plan. They said, let's put a laundry basket outside the bathroom and everybody put your laundry dirty clothes. When you leave, I suggested wipe the sink down with your wet towel, put it in the basket and then bring it down to the, to the laundry room. And We can figure out who wants to do laundry. Do we take turns or how does all of that work? But at least then the bathroom's clean every day. And they loved that idea. And it was their idea. It came from them. And so they have maintained and kept their bathroom so tidy all these years because we had that conversation. And listen, this is not a parenting podcast. and I'm not pretending for it to be, but let me tell you what I've learned as an entrepreneur. If you come home to a bunch of fighting, unhappy kids in a messy house with a messy bathroom and a messy everything, it's going to be really hard for you to concentrate on what you do as an entrepreneur or as a happy parent, right? And so If you get everybody doing a little, every spring and fall, we would have this family meeting. And sometimes when things got out of control and we saw the wheels coming off the bus, all I would have to say is, hey guys, I want to have a family meeting tonight. By the time I got home, (laughs) the house would be clean. There'd be a little hors d'oeuvre tray and everyone would be so happy. And they'd say, hey, we worked it out. Like they almost knew what the problem was and they just fixed it. So crazy how that started to happen. I'm telling you, this stuff happens if you treat your kids like employees in a good way. Not that you're the boss of the employees, but like you're a teammate. We are on the same team and get them to buy in. Get them to buy in when you start talking about curfew. If you don't want to stay up till 2 or 3 a.m. waiting for your kids to get home, talk about why it's a benefit to them and ask them what they feel like is a fair curfew. Like what good happens after midnight, right? And wh- and how can you be home at a time so we don't all wait up for you and then we're all cranky tomorrow? And I would explain how they want to get a good night's sleep because tomorrow we have all these fun things to do. Okay, so... Step one for our family, navigating family and business in the summer is to have a family meeting. And what we found too over time, guys, is that 
When we said we are having a family meeting Tuesday night, I would like all of your agenda items texted to me because they're going to go on an agenda. And my husband loved it. He would type up the agenda. So we might say, hey, text them to dad. Dad comes with the agenda and each person would get their chance to talk. And it would be really, really cool. And we would always leave feeling so happy. And it wasn't cranky mommy coming and yelling at everybody. It didn't need to be. All right. So if you're an entrepreneur, teach them these things. And because these are leadership lessons. My three kids are getting jobs. Some are part-time or internships, things they've done over the last few years. And one of the biggest things they sort of complain about is the lack of leadership and guidance. And so if they can sit down and look at all the issues and then come up with plans to fix them, you are supporting them in all of their future roles, right? If they're on a team and things aren't going well, show them how to sit down and let everybody have input. I think the family meeting is so important. Number two, the second thing I do is we get a master family calendar and we put everybody's schedule on the calendar. So if they have a play that they're doing in the summer and they want us to be there, it goes on the calendar first. This is where family first comes in. It means put your family time on the calendar first, but that's where some people stop. Second, you have to put your work time on the calendar Time to not just do business, right? Working in your business, doing sessions or retouching images, but working on your business, which is marketing and creating processes and all of the things you need to do. So I would say at least three times a week, put chunks of two to three hours. That's six to 10, if you can even get 15 hours on the calendar, but you can do it in six to eight hours a week. You can keep your business going, but you have to schedule it on your calendar. Because if you get to the end of summer and you say, oh yeah, I was kind of in the parking lot because you didn't work on your business or you went to work on your business and you hopped on Facebook and you followed some kitty videos and then the kids were like, let's go to the pool. Of course, you didn't make any progress in your business. So you have to let your family know in the family meeting, guys, this is how many hours I'm putting on the calendar to work on my business. And please, I'm asking that you respect that. So even if I'm working from home, if I say, hey guys, I'm going into my air quote office, I want you to know for the next two to three hours, if someone's not bleeding, (laughs) don't come and interrupt me. And so they will learn that again, you've explained it. This is how we get the money for vacations and for extra things. They're going to want to support you. And listen, I have students working 10 to 15 to 20 hours a week, making 50 to $100,000 a year. I promise you it can be done, but you have to be committed. You have to make the decision and you have to take the action. And these are students who have learned the balance. They've learned to put family first and still crush it with their business in fewer hours. Working more hours when you're an entrepreneur doesn't make you more money, like in most jobs where you're working time for money, which is hourly. So you work more hours, you make more money. It's the opposite in business. If you are efficient and you can work fewer hours, you can make the money you want and then you can go be with your family. Go be with your kiddos. We also know that what comes in in revenue during a month 
It's typically there because of what you did for the last 90 days. That's why you can't just pause and put your business on hold for three months because you're going to look up in September when the ducks are flying and you're going to say, oh, I'm just out of my groove. I don't even know what to do next. So put those six to 10 hours on your calendar and be focused on doing the work. Step number three leave home. I love summer. I love waking up, putting on flip-flops in a swimsuit day after day, a shower maybe once in a while, going to get groceries. I mean, heck, now you can Instacart. You don't even ever need to leave home. But we have a saying here that good things happen when you leave home. Okay, so get a buddy and commit to going somewhere. So find a friend who's in the business world and create a plan to hold each other accountable. So maybe it's the chamber. You're going to go to two chamber events a month during the summer. You look at your calendar because your family activities are there. And then you look at, hey, where can I put these other activities? Let's pick two that don't conflict with my schedule, that don't conflict with my buddy's schedule. And then we don't back out. That's what entrepreneurs do. They do what they say they're going to do. And that's how we stay in alignment with ourselves. We say we're going to do it. We show up and we do it. So commit to going somewhere. Meet people. Talk to people. Talk about your business. Just create a network of people who know, like, and trust you. Because then when we get into fall and we start doing marketing, you've got these relationships built and you've got momentum. You remember how to talk to people. I went to a chamber activity last week and I took my two daughters, actually one was working there and one of my interns and oh my gosh, they loved it. They're talking to people, meeting people. People were walking up, just introducing themselves. And I remember my dad took me when I was right out of college, just like it was what we do. That's what we do in our family. We go to chamber activities and we talk to people. So I've never even thought twice about that being something I do. It's fun. It's easy. And then when I started coaching photographers, I'd say, you know, go to a chamber thing. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Who do I talk to? I don't know anybody. What do I say? And so I realized, okay, you sometimes have to get uncomfortable doing things that you've never done. And if you get a friend who likes to talk to people, get a chatty friend and say, let's just go meet people. Help me meet people. I've got to get better at it. And bam, you will think, oh, oh gosh, I've, I've done this my whole life. And then it's like riding a bike. Once you do it, you never forget how to do it. Okay, number four, the step four, the fourth thing I do in the summer, and I want you to make sure you're doing, is paying attention to revenue goals. Money doesn't just happen. I want you to make goals, create a plan, and then work the plan. Even if you don't have a bite-sized goal, it doesn't have to be a massive goal. You will look up at the end of summer and realize that you didn't do anything, right? You, you got busy working on your business and you were doing things, typing up things and doing some social media things and doing some things, but revenue never entered into the picture, Okay, being busy is not the same as generating revenue. So maybe the goal is simple, one session a week or just $2,000 a month this summer in revenue. That's $6,000. Every single one of you listening can do that. 
Maybe it's one senior here, one newborn there, one extended family over over either the 4th of July weekend or Labor Day weekend when people have family coming to town and they're all getting together. When you chunk it out and you break it down into number of sessions at what average, it's so much easier to go out there and find the specific client, the senior, the newborn, the maternity session that you're looking for. You can't just spin your wheels and shuffle paper and nowadays surf the internet. If you want to stay in business and you want your family to respect what you do and support you as you go, make a financial goal and then do what you need to do to hit that financial goal. Look at your numbers every week. Look at your pipeline, right? Those are the people that might be good prospects. If you do step three and you leave home and you go out there and you talk to people, you will hit your revenue goals. Step five, I want you to look at the summer family schedule as a whole. All right, so you've put your your kids stuff on there. You've put your business activities, maybe networking groups or getting out there and talking to people. I want you to look at the the summer schedule as a whole. And I want you to say, okay, are the kids at grandma's for a week? Or are they at summer camp? Or if you're divorced and maybe they go with the other parent for a couple days a week, mark that down on your calendar and double down on your business during that time. So you're not missing your kids when they're not with you. You're maximizing your time when you're not with them. So you're busy and the time goes fast and you're having fun running your business. But then when they come back, you're super happy to be with them. So if you have a couple days or a week, maybe you partner with a charity and you create a reason to have some type of special event. And I'm not talking about mini sessions. Please don't do mini sessions. They are the death of your business. You can't compete by just doing digital files and attracting freeple, cheaple people into your business. That's for another day. But I want you to look at the family summer schedule as a whole and see where can I do some activity that's going to build my business. And then number six, I want you to look at those family activities that pop up all summer that you get invited to. Maybe it's the the sports team has a summer party. Maybe there's a cookout for the scouts. Maybe the band moms are getting together to do a fundraiser. Instead of saying, oh, I don't really want to do that, say yes. Okay, make it a rule when you get invited to go somewhere, either by yourself, with your spouse or partner, with your kids, like family activities, say yes, say yes, because you're getting exposure, you're able to talk about what you do. And oh my gosh, if there's a gift giving opportunity, for example, an end of the year coach party because you couldn't fit it in the school year and you're celebrating a coach and you want to give a gift, give a gift certificate to your business or try to get the kids sort of do a sneak out with one of the parents and and photograph the kids and then give that as a gift to the coach. And then the coach is crying and everybody's like, wow, you're so talented. Okay. That is a great way to share the word about what it is you do as a photographer can be so powerful. So gosh, if you got to buy a gift, why not show off what you do and get people talking about you? I know some of you tell me, I'm an introvert. I'm awkward talking to people about what I do. Give a gift in front of a group of people that is powerful and beautiful and dynamic and just watch it unfold. (laughs) Okay, watch it unfold and people will gush on you. It's pretty cool.
Look, I hope you've seen in this episode that your business should totally be able to fit into your life this summer and still give you tons of time with your family this summer. The thing is, it doesn't happen without you making the decision to prioritize it and taking action to make it happen. If you do these six things, I'm telling you, it will happen. It's 5, 10, 15 hours a week working both in and on your business to keep that steady cash flow coming in and to keep you prepped to be able to amp up when the kids go back to school in the fall. All the business that comes in in the fall comes from all the activities you do in the summer. And by doing what you say, right, so you're making the decision, you're prioritizing and you're taking action, that is how you stay aligned to your goals. And that truly is what makes the difference between you being happy with your income at the end of the year or super bummed out. Don't wait till December 30th or 27th to sit back and say, dang, my year wasn't what I wanted it to be. I'm going to do better next year. Guys, this is not a New Year's resolution type of business. This is about making decisions and taking action every single day. You make the decision, you put it on your calendar because you prioritized it, and then you have to take the action. You don't back out or say, oh, I'm just going to skip this thing. No. That's where you get out of alignment and your head trash takes over. This is true, and it happens with student after student after student in my programs. They make money, and they're able to put their family first. I want you to believe it. You can be so happy in your business, doing what you love, serving families, and put your family first. You just have to make the decision and take the action Stop putting it off and do it right now. Hey, photographer, this is Sarah again, and I wanted to give you some free pricing help in case you need it. You heard me right. Starting June 12th, I'm hosting a free five-day pricing challenge with my professional lab, White House Custom Color. This challenge is for you if you are terrified to raise your prices because you'll lose the clients you already have. Or maybe you're new to charging for your photography and have no idea where to even begin with setting prices. Or maybe you've raised your prices already, but keep hearing you're too expensive or that clients just want the digital files. If any of these sound like you, hop on over to the five-day pain-free pricing challenge right now at joyofmarketing.com forward slash pricing challenge. Again, that's joyofmarketing.com forward slash pricing challenge. Not only do you get an entire workbook to help guide you through growing your photography business, I'll coach you for one hour each day on the mindset that is needed to raise your prices as a photographer and the pricing strategies that work for boutique portrait photographers. And you'll get the support, the encouragement, the accountability that we offer in our private free Facebook group too. No matter where you are in your photography business, this challenge is going to help you understand the strategy behind pricing your photography in a way that makes you more profitable. Go online right now to joyofmarketing.com forward slash pricing challenge and sign yourself up. It's live and it starts June 12th. So hurry! Hurry!